This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. <laughs> Learning to manage fear by taking an empowerment approach. Valerie Atelis interviews Bridget Kutchel, the author of Real Things Living, a coloring journal. Add some color to your life. Bridget is the founder of Gemini Media, host of Real Things Living podcast, a health advocate, and focuses on delivering the best solutions to her clients. She's an accomplished business development professional in the communications, publishing, and print management industry. One of Bridget's goals is to empower others from just surviving to thriving and participates in wellness events. She's a speaker and the author of two books, Real Things, Six Ways to Embrace Life, and Expecting the Good, Inspiration from a Badass with a Big Heart, and successfully develops content for wellness and healthy lifestyles, resulting in being featured as a contributing writer on Huffington Post, DrLaura.com, Intent.com, Wellness.com, ShareCare.com, and The Momiverse. The capacity for hope is the most significant fact of life. It provides us with a sense of destination and the energy to get started. Being diagnosed with breast cancer twice, eight years apart, and then a rare primary brain tumor in between was the motivation to develop the blog, along with encouragement from her sons and husband. All the medical advancements are remarkable and have helped so many people such as Bridget, and the continued research keeps updating our knowledge. There is not a single solution to being healthy, and personalized care is the future. We need to also take an integrative and common-sense approach to our health and well-being. Bridget wants to encourage and inspire others to be more engaged and thoughtful about their health. Don't take it for granted. One of her goals is to inspire and remind others to embrace life now by focusing on what's important to them. Everybody is dealing with something, and having the right perspective helps you deal with those challenges. Bridget's happened to be cancer and a brain tumor. A lot of research was done to better understand how everything is connected, and the people she has met along the way are amazing. It also inspired her to earn an international health coach certification. Bridget's sense of humor, stubborn streak, faith, family, and friends help her get through this. Life is truly about the small things you do daily. Meet Bridget at BridgetCutchell.com. Here's the interview with Bridget Kutchel. In your own words, who is Bridget Kutchel? 
Bridget Cudshaw is French redneck because my mother's from France. My father was from Kentucky and I was raised in the South, but I'm pretty helpful to people and I try to help others based on my personal journey. People call me a badass, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like empowerment to me. Yes, it is because I stand up for myself. So I have lots of questions for you. Actually, that's a good question to ask because I'll ask you this one first. How would you describe the feeling of empowerment? The feeling of empowerment, it it makes you, you don't feel suppressed. It gives you the wanting to be in charge, not be in charge, but make your own decisions. That's how I, I believe empowerment is. And I had some good role models and examples to show me to not the, take the right choices sometimes. You have to to choose it yourself and not have someone make you do something. It's connected to authenticity, isn't it, Bridget? Yes, it is. Yes. Having the courage to be who we are, to honor our values and and belief systems. I agree and can relate to that. It's a journey, though. It's a challenge. Uh, It has been for me. And I wonder why. Why is this such a challenge to be ourselves at the core I think it's because we want to look perfect to everybody. And I think it's the the Western culture, at least where I grew up. You had to be perfect. You didn't want to show people you're weak. Does that make sense? <laughs> so he's trying to fit in, right? We are trying to. Right, just trying to fit in. and But I've always stood out a little bit. And I think because um, I was raised, like I said, by a French woman in the South, <laughs> which definitely made me stand out. And but not in a bad way, but it was really good. And I am, you know, I doing that, you have empathy for other people who are dealing with some problems. So you're more open to being around people who are different. And I think that's how you can solve problems by listening to other people's perspective. And that's kind of how it is related to empowerment as well. I was able to be myself and not worry about it. That is such a powerful message. There's vision that we can one day, all of us, unite in that sense of understanding that we are all different and that's okay to be different. Correct. We live in societies that, um, unfortunately, it almost programs, uh, they program us to create these separated ideas about others. As we can see, that doesn't end too well. Right. And I think it's okay. As a kid, I was very curious. And so... At least I had some good teachers who did it. They were okay when I asked questions because <laughs> I always wanted to learn more and dig deeper for some reason. So my other warm-up question is about health. In general, what is to be a healthy person? What does it look like from your perspective? From my perspective, a healthy person tries to listen to their instincts as well, right? I think I've always been a big veggie. I always wanted to eat vegetables, but that's my body telling me to. And I was kind of made fun of a little bit growing up because I was the one that wanted to eat vegetables and not meat and cheese, right? But um, it uh, to me, it's, it's listening. We're all different. Everybody is different. And we were brought up to think that I was told we're all, you know, this is one way to do something. But I um, healthy is taking care of, your mental self and your physical self, which requires getting the proper amount of sleep for you, getting, got to move a little bit, right? You got to move and not be too static if you can. 
and eating, I'm really a big believer in eating uh, whole foods and, and veggies. Now, don't get me wrong, I I like to eat dark chocolate. It's okay. But it's okay to indulge a little bit too. And that's all. That makes you healthier mentally. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I love dark chocolate. Yes. I do choose the uh, non-dairy ones. Correct. But, I don't have, right, no dairy. But lately, I think I'm having too much of that. It's going out of balance because I noticed my immune system, it's a little weak these days. And it seems like I'm having too much, <laughs> too many pieces it a day. Be. I think it's that's one of the reasons that health is to not... For me, I don't like to watch a lot of news. I'll read because you do, you convey different kind of emotions when you're watching something <laughs> rather than reading. And that I think that can be related to your, your mental health as well. So my next warm-up question is about the purpose of life. What do you think is the purpose of the human experience? That's a very good question. I think the purpose of the human experience is to help others with your gift, your skill set, you know, and help others. I mean, that's what I, rather than being all about me, how can I help others, right? And that's kind of how I learned. I've always been in love books when I was a kid. So now I'm involved with books as an adult because I, I just like the way that is and how it's put together. And that's a great way to share knowledge. Hopefully I'm answering the question the question properly but that's kind of my my I found that my purpose was but they, they were the teachers told my parents I was really good with communication and writing and I should you know find a way to get into that and so I did not being an author but helping other people with their books does that make sense so it's another and listen to your instincts again when you say instincts, is that the same as intuition, Bridget, or somehow kind of different? Way, yeah, it's kind of like my intuition. I, I have a, you know, I had different roles in the uh, publishing and printing business, but I've always was really good at listening to people, right, and giving them feedback. Again, it's about, for some reason, speaking up in a nice, authentic way, but giving people ideas and, and encourage them to um that there is not always one way to do something. That's the way I, I live. I always look at what are the options in a situation, right? And then I look at it. And so that's the creative side of me and then the technical side of me. And But I need to get that, um, listen, it's, again, it's intuitive for me to do that. And so if I push it to the side and I ignore it, then I wouldn't be happy or I wouldn't make the proper decision for me. What is true power to you? How would you describe that? True power is being able to make my own decisions. <laughs> I think that's really boils back to that and, and how you can help again, not just, I've, I know some people or I've met people in the past who want expensive things and they're conveying power, but do they really have power? Then you're, you know what I'm saying? Um, to be engaged with like, I love nature, and that to me is very powerful, right? To be, it's natural. Uh, yes, nature has so much power, but we can see the silence. I mean, this presence that's so alive, but in a silent way. It's saying so much, but yes. without words, right? It makes stories. you, it also reminds you to be in the moment. But that's a lot of power, to be in the moment and not always 
think ahead and be in the future and be and it helps you appreciate what's in front of you. That also sounds spiritual to me. That has been this is an advice or maybe a spiritual teaching that a lot of spiritual leaders they give. Do you have any spiritual beliefs or values or practices? Well, I'm I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. To make sense, and I think I've make sure I connect myself with the right people who who have good morals. That, that that's important to me, morality. And I, one of my largest clients, they are nonprofit that help the religious, but they they help other people, and I help them with their communications, get it out there. So they've been a really good role model for me and I see how they treat people, right? And that's important. And I um, I did get some uh, health coach new uh, certification to help me heal because that was holistic as well because I I had to be open to that and that was very helpful. Yeah, for some reason, I I do connect spirituality to healing. So this might be good time, a good moment to talk about your own healing journey, Bridget. Talk to me about that. Uh, well, I've had, uh, I'm here in my 50s now, thankfully. <laughs> but I had, I've always, like I said, been really active and eat really well. But I still ended up getting, I got breast cancer. And then in between, I had breast cancer twice and in between a brain tumor. And it turns out um, the brain tumor is rare primary brain tumor, and they believe the way it grew in my brain, it pushed on my pituitary, which affected more hormones. But that um, scared me more than because they're so unknown uh, with a brain tumor. And that's when I started blogging. My son encouraged me to be open about that. And it was very healing. And there's, it's just about, I wanted people to know that, hey, Things can happen, but I had to be very open to different options and, and to healing. And I did ask a lot of questions and they, the doctors here in Atlanta did not know what to do really about that brain tumor because it's rare in the location. So I ended up finding a specialist in Chicago and I saw him and he made me feel better about myself. And by the way, I didn't go to these doctor appointments by myself. I had someone with me because it's, traumatic to hear, you know what I'm saying to hear this kind of information and I so that um, helped so they can hear and, and listen and take notes and help me ask the right questions because again you can't we we try to be tough and act like we can do everything ourselves but at least I was I, I knew that I, I needed some assistance and that that was really helpful how is it now Bridget it, I ended up going with what was called CyberKnife. It was targeted radiation, and it was new technology at the time. And the insurance ended up paying for all of it, but it's shrunk, and it's it's not out of my brain, obviously, but it's shrunk. And what it is is called a vestibular schwannoma, which is grows in your vestibular nerve, which affects your balance, but it's it's fine. And I, that's one of the reasons why I think I like to run too, because I still can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's benign, right? It's benign, they believe, but it, um, they believe it was found like 12 years ago. They believe it, this kind of tumor, you're exposed to radiation, usually as a 
for some shape or form. So I was grew up around military bases, I was a military brat, so I could have been exposed to radiation. So and my mother's fine, but my brother and I got some weird things the same year. Mine was in my brain and his his was a fatty tumor pushing on his heart. He had to have his removed. And the reason I decided not to go with surgery for me is that the high risk of facial paralysis. Uh, like okay, so I listened to my I listened to ask God what to do, right? And I listened to my instincts and then I'm and the cyber knife was the right treatment for me. I love that. You keep saying that. Listen to your own instinct and intuition. Listen to yourself, right? I love Which that message. You, right? your the body knows for sure. Yeah, it knows. You say, you write, this experience has changed my outlook on life, priorities, and probably my personality. So talk to me for a moment about the change. Uh, how do you see life after this? What is your perspective about life? And how did your priorities change? And also, I never thought that personalities could be changed. I guess they can't, right? That they're flexible well, too. Yeah, I'm not sure when I wrote that, but I but I think it was more my perspective, maybe on life. It became, it, I was all about really corporate and making lots of money. You know, and that's really what it was. And that's what I was successful at that. But then I think it was a wake up call to take a step back and again, get back to your what was important to me. And my my kids were still there and my husband and supportive. And it was um, I think one of my books, the first book I wrote, I, I talked about that. We in the business world or some people, they focus a lot on power and money. And I realized, nope, that's not important. <laughs> and you've got to me, it's about connecting with others, connecting with your family, connecting what's, you know, to help them out and connecting with nature. That's been so therapeutic for me as well. And so maybe that's what I meant by the personality thing. I was a little bit not as business focused. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Result oriented, right? Destination, yes, getting somewhere. Well, trust me, because yeah, that's kind of, I was being competitive. I was too competitive. And that's kind of the environment I was in being a female in a very male dominated industry, by the way. Wow. So, <laughs> so yes, that makes that's sense. part of it. Besides nature, uh, connecting more with nature, did you try any alternative, um, let's say medicine? Such uh, as yeah, herbs? I did. Yeah. I did to help me heal from the uh, cyber knife treatment to my brain. Because it makes you tired and dizzy. I saw a um, a doctor whose background was in epidemiology, but holistic too, and he um, helped me and did these tests on me to eat more. Uh, I cut out dairy. That's when he said I should cut out dairy, and that gave me more energy, right? Because what that is, it um, there's different types of protein from dairy. There's casein protein and um, whey protein, and casein protein takes a lot longer, a lot more energy, which is what cheese is, by the way, um, mm. to digest so that your your body is like trying to, you know, put the energy in the wrong place. So I just focused more. He's like, listen to your body, eat more vegetables. Like that's what I wanted to do anyway. Right. So I cut out dairy. It was hard to get enough dairy to be honest with you because you don't realize that it's addicting. But that that helps just cutting that stuff out and just taking um 
what is it, a certain type of vitamin C is called ester C, E-S-T-E-R, which doesn't have as much acid in it. And um, they, I, I was having like some stomach issues too, but it's all could be related to having your thing in your brain, you know, taken care of. It, it was just affecting my whole body. And they couldn't find anything wrong with me until this holistic doctor did some tests on me. He's like, cut out dairy. <laughs> it was like a big thing. He was really good. And, but he did have a background in epidemiology and how all that stuff affects your hormones. And, and, and he introduced me. Well, maybe it was when I got my health card certification, but a thing called the China study. Are you familiar with that? It's a book called the China study, how the people in Asia are eating our Western diet and they are getting cancer. Right. And so that's part of it. Um, our, I learned that our, the cows in the U.S., certain types of cows, they're, they're just genetically modified and our bodies aren't meant for that. And that's what I learned just to be open to that. And, and then I'm like, yep, that's what my body's telling me to not eat that. And to <laughs> that's, that's an example right there. And I, but yeah, um, the way dairy is, it can be addicting to our bodies. And because it does, it's fatty, and but the wrong kind of fat it's you need. And so I, I needed some input from people like my doctor, and he was really good. And so I have not had dairy in 12 years. Yeah, that's one of the things that I'm known to me has been for a while. Yeah, dairy, it's inflammatory, and it's yes. not yes. good for the blood. It's not good for right. us. And, yeah, and so my general. body so busy taking care of that, then that's kind of why everybody's got cancer cells. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of why mind's like, hey, we're going to work over here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Before you're having too many of the foods that the body doesn't appreciate. And that sounds like common sense, but some of us are so, like you said, addicted yet to food that we continue with the bad habit. And it affects, right? Uh, it can affect your sleeping. It can affect what you, I don't know. Not enough water. I think people personally drink too much caffeine. <laughs> Did you try also meditation or energy healing or any other of these um, healing modalities? I don't know. They tried to put me on some other kind of medicine and I said, no, thank you. Uh, I didn't want to take a prescription pill, but most of my, like I do take um, daily vitamins, you know, like a multivitamin and the, the ester C is what helps that, that, Vitamin C helps your immune system as well. And I did take um, some, doing some yoga, which helps in. And yeah, that's very helpful. And because you got to focus on my balance because I got make sure my balance is together because I don't want to fall. That's what it is, just taking care of myself. And yoga calms you down and it stretches as you age and makes sure everything feel better. Yeah. No, yoga, it's, um, yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful healing modality that I yes. forgot to mention here. It is covers everything, body, mind, and spirit. Yes. For I've sure. On that, too. I can't remember a specific title of a book, but I really got into that and learning about um, your chakra. Yeah, my, I have a high energy, and so that's kind of why yoga is so important for me. <laughs> Yeah, to balance, right? The chakras, yeah, the energies, uh, for sure. All of them, we all need that. <laughs> so talk to me about the inspiration and the intention of writing two books. The first one, I'm not sure if it was the first one. The first one, I think, was Expecting the Good, right, Bridget? Um, that's actually, I've written 
Well, the first book I wrote is called Real Things, Six Ways to Embrace Your Life. And that was for after I dealt with this um, second breast cancer. And I started blogging after the brain tumor kind of thing. And so that there was a theme there about, I mentioned earlier, I learned that it's not about money and power and it's about focusing on, on real life and expecting a, the good was about my stepfather who died unexpectedly. And now he had such a good influence on us all in a positive way. He always looked, even though he was a special forces and a badass, you know, military guy, he always taught us to look at the, acknowledge that something that's bad, but try to, you know, what's the good that's going to come out of it. And that's kind of helped us in that perspective. And then the, uh, in 2020, I did a, um, published a real things living coloring journal because everybody was getting stressed right and i thought i'd you know since they felt trapped and a way to relieve themselves i love to write and some people like to color so that's why i created a coloring journal one side you can write your thoughts down the other side you can take a coloring pencil and and, and color or write your thoughts down as what you're thinking about on that coloring page and a lot of people like it they, they it's just calming themselves down you also have you're the founder of gemini media and you're also the podcast host of real things living the podcast right that's the name so talk to me about the inspiration for the company that you have created gemini media well it's kind of funny not really funny but i became an independent contractor um well over 10 years ago, probably 15 years ago. And then I went back into a corporate role. And then that corporation sold our division to a private equity firm. And a lot of people got laid off. And I was one of them. I'm like, really? And I um, then I got diagnosed with a second uh, breast cancer again. So one of my clients, he encouraged me and advocated that I start do Gemini Media full time on my own. And that's definitely... I needed that encouragement and some confidence, right? So I started Gemini Media going through breast cancer um, the second time. And it's doing really well now. And 2020 was kind of flat because people in general didn't know what to do, what was going to happen in the future. Could my clients, I helped them with um, their communications solutions and a lot of mostly print media and, and, and books. And that's kind of what it is. And I started the podcast because I had created an audio book and I had the equipment and everybody liked the way I talked. They said they liked the way I spoke. So I started doing it and then just sharing stories, right? And I want to focus on like, again, it ties in with my blog and the first book, Real Things, Real Things Living, how how we're all needed, you know, we're all resilient, and how we have to adapt to all these changes that were happening and then sharing these kind of stories are helpful for people. Inspiration. There's an article you sent me, I read on your website. It says, I learned to manage fear by taking an empowerment approach. That it's such a challenge if we don't have this resilient mindset per se, right? Because fear sometimes, it feels very real and takes over. So what is your suggestion, what advice to those who are going through lots of fear at this time and don't know yet how to manage it? Well, the first, I have a couple of suggestions. One is to ask someone 
for advice or help that has gone through something, how they, you know, that's kind of why I like to share stories. I think that's important to, it doesn't have to be some specialist, but just get advice, right? And another thing is to write your thoughts down in a journal. You don't have to show it publicly. I think writing your thoughts down will help you get over that fear. So it makes sense. It does me. And the other thing is, is to read or find a topic that's out there about it. It could be a blog post. It could be a newspaper article. It could be a book. I love to do research. And then you're hearing, you can learn from people's resilience stories. Um, hopefully that helps. But definitely, if you can, is to get asked for some help. And that's kind of what probably for me, it was very beneficial to have like my son, my oldest son is the one that encouraged me to start a blog to talk about my brain tumor because that was scary for everybody. But I, it helped me be open about it. And trust me, it was hard to be open about it at first, but it was very therapeutic and empowered me. So we're almost at the end. I want to thank you again for being you, for being open to life and navigating whatever it brings to you in a graceful way. That's what I see. I see grace in you. Thank you for being that inspiration to all of us, women and men. Thank you so much, Valeria, for the opportunity. Thank you for the encouragement. <laughs> I love doing this. So I have a few more questions for you, Bridget. But before I ask them, would you like to add anything? I, I encourage you to, to just listen. If you need to make a change, just listen to your, something. you got to research it a little bit and ask some questions. That's what my biggest takeaway in life is to not suppress it if you think you need a change. And my last questions to you are, let's see, I have too many here. I'll ask you this one. How do you define success these days? What is to be successful to you? Well, that's, uh, to me, success is setting a goal, but taking little steps to get there. Some people think you need to make giant leaps, but you need to, it's more attainable if you take little steps. And you have to sometimes adapt and, you know, pivot a little bit. But be open to that. That's what success is to me. And, and don't also, I know there's a term out there called, about, you know, hustling. I don't think hustling is going to help you um, health-wise in the long term. <laughs> what is another word for healing? That's a good, gosh. When I think of the word heal, I think of the word to pause and to rest. That's what makes me, in my, in my mind, to pause, slow down a little bit not rush it. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah. It goes back to nature, yeah. It's uh -huh. a very good <laughs> reference, right, for us humans. <laughs> and the last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? Three things I know about life for sure. Well, that I am, be grateful for what you have. It doesn't, you know, you can wish for something, but I am very grateful for what I have. I have worked harder than I realize when you pause and reflect on that. And that's the importance of gratitude. The other thing is, I'm so glad we have clean air right now but where I live. <laughs> right, we're not in the West Coast where there's, there's fires going on. Um, the third thing is to make sure you drink enough water. <laughs> I just think it's, it, it's, it just, just helps me 
it doesn't get you jacked up on like caffeine and it just helps you calm you down. I think that's the thing where we got clean water and clean air and to appreciate what you have. Yes. Yeah. It, it's interesting because it sounds very simple and uh, common sense. Most of us forget, yeah, to drink right, water, right, to breathe, yeah, for sure. Thank you for the reminder. Very important ones. And thank you for your presence. Thank you for your wisdom, the healing work that you do, and the inspiration that you are to all of us, Bridget. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? It's probably best to go to my website, which is BridgetCutchell.com, B R I. G-I-T-T-E-C-U-T-S-H-A-L-L.com. And there's a, a book page and there's a podcast page so that you can just go to those tabs and you'll find more information. And there's also, I have a blog page too, but people can, I uh, appreciate if you could sign up for my newsletter as well and get up, updates of what I'm working on. Wonderful. I'll have the link on your podcast profile too. Thank you so much again, Bridget, and we'll talk soon. It's awesome. Yeah, bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Bridget Cutchell and her work, please visit BridgetCutchell.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.